Welcome to Every Square Inch, a podcast discussing theology, culture, and the Christian life for every believer. I'm Gabe, here with Ryan. Glad to be with you guys. So, uh, Ryan, this is, what, what week are we on for coronavirus stuff? Eight. Week eight. Week eight. Uh, is your your brain mush at this point? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. It's, I want this to be over. It's just getting old, isn't it? So, uh, maybe today's episode is indicative of the fact that... Uh, we are uh, a little brain tired, that's possible. But uh, we don't have a set topic today. <laughs> so, um, As everyone turns off the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so what we thought we'd do today is just uh, not quite stream of consciousness. That could go something weird. We're gonna, here's, here's our goal. We're going to try to not get in trouble. Because sometimes when you're just speaking off the cuff about whatever, you can get yourself in trouble. Right? Uh, and uh, by the way, you guys can't see this, but Ryan is growing a, a lovely beard. Hang on, hang on. They might be able to hear it. Ready? <laughs> Can they hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah. that is okay, that is go. unfortunate. That's going to be loud, isn't it? Yeah, you just ruined your new mic. That was my beard <laughs> that you guys just heard. So uh, we're going to not not stream of consciousness, but here's the goal: we're going to talk about a couple of different areas um, that Ryan and I have just been kind of talking about on and off today and yesterday, and so couple different ideas, couple different topics, and uh, we'll see where it goes. This might be the greatest episode ever that we ever do. Uh, not likely. Probably not. <laughs> or it will be uh, just a rambling mess, and we apologize. We'll be uh, better next time. Hopefully. Yeah, I think I think thinking of it this way, to, so you guys give us some grace, we're yeah. tired, and COVID-19 is getting old. The government regulations are getting old, and uh, we're kind of feeling like, or I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm kind of feeling like talking about anything really, really deep right now, which you might do because you're about to bring something up. I don't know what you're going to say. Uh, yep. it, to me, it just doesn't sound fun right now. So Gabe's going to bring something up. Yeah, sure. And I'm going to try to engage based on what he's – I don't know what he's even going to say. Like yeah. if you start talking about like Lord of the Rings, I'm going to have nothing to say because I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. What um, did you think in the Cimmerillion uh, when – no, not really. Yeah, I don't even know what that yeah. means. Um, you know, and like, likewise, if what I started talking about like – If I started yeah. about golf, right? Uh, yeah. If I'm like, man, did you see – Oh, no, Tour de France. Tour de France. There oh, yeah. I just, you would see just a glazed look come over my eyes. Do you know what a Peloton is? That's the bike that everybody's really into, right? It is a brand, but you know what the, what a Peloton is, though. Where, where that? I thought that was the whole workout video that gave everybody that. It's uh, called Peloton, but why is that brand called Peloton? No clue. Okay, it's like the big cluster of bikes that ride together. That's the Peloton. Uh, the main group okay. is the Peloton. I See, just knew of it as the so advertisement. What you bring up right now, way too expensive, bike. might make me feel like what you just felt like when I said Peloton. So <laughs> right, we'll see. Good. We'll see what happens. Okay, so first thing I think we should talk about, Ryan, is your. Uh, I don't. Was this a tweet too, or just a Facebook post? What? Oh, today. <clears throat> Let me just read. It's Ryan uh, reposting. Was this a tweet though? Reposting. It was Donald. It was a tweet by Donald Trump. Okay, and I'm I'm going to. But did you only put? And this I on posted Facebook? on only Facebook. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to read it in the voice I imagine that you were thinking it. Okay. Oh, no, are you going to read like Trump? No, I'm going to read you. I'm not, I don't have a oh, Trump impersonation. Oh, I thought, okay. This is Ryan first. Ugh, why? Crude and childish. This is the stuff that drives honest, level-headed conservatives. Crazy. <laughs> Is that how I would say crazy? Oh, my goodness. All right. So here's People think tweet. I'm a valley girl now. <laughs> here's a tweet from Donald Trump. I must admit that Lion Brian Williams. You're not going to do the impersonation? Ah, dude, I don't have it. <laughs> Riley, you could do it. Riley's got a decent Donald Trump. Riley, can you do the voice? in there? <laughs> Riley, can you do the voice? I yeah. must admit 
the lion Brian Williams is well dumber than hell, quite a bit smarter than fake news, as CCN Ackerman. Don Lemon, the dumbest man on television, quite honestly. I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. Quite honestly. <laughs> then you have Psycho Joe, whatever happened to your girlfriend, Scarborough, another of the low IQ individuals. Oh, That's man. pretty I good, th- actually. I felt like we had a guest speaker on That's the, pretty uh, good. A guest, uh, That's pretty good. Appearance okay, so what Riley just read, that is the tweet. Okay. If he had more characters, he would have put, quite honestly, yeah. that would have been in there for sure. Everyone knows this. As everyone knows. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, goes after a couple of journalists. And that was uh, two days ago mm-hmm. on Twitter. And Ryan, based on your Facebook post, you seem frustrated by that? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, why? Um, well, the post says it. It's crude and childish. <laughs> it bugs me. Okay. So why would I post it? Is that what you're wondering? Are now? you ever crude and childish? Ryan? Uh, never. <laughs> and if I am, honestly, I'm probably aware enough to not post it on social media. <laughs> okay. So right? why does it bug you? So that I hide my sin better than him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Why does it bug you that the president would say that? Um, because he's the president and he's leading the country and he's just, okay. Okay. So the, the, the main reason it bugs me is because we are in a polarized time mm-hmm. and it, it, it's kind of a zero sum game these days, which is you're either for Trump or you hate Trump. Mm-hmm. And I find myself, in the middle of that spectrum a lot of times because I agree with, uh, I'm a conservative um, in a lot of ways. I'm a, definitely a social conservative, right? I'm a, I'm a theological conservative, but, uh, but I'm not always Republican. I mean, there's, there's some Republican things that I disagree with, of course, but I'm, but I'm mostly just a conservative. And yet Trump, though I might agree with a lot of his policies, Trump says things and does things that make me want to make everyone aware all of my liberal friends specifically, because I have a lot of liberal friends on social media, um, just, a lot of liberal friends, and they're on social media. I shouldn't say they're just my friends on social media. Um, that I actually think it might help when I say something in favor of a policy. It might help if I also call out when he's being childish. So is that just virtue signaling? For me? Yeah. Well, I would hope it's not for me yeah. as much as it's for them, the people that hate Trump with a passion, which is, that's yeah. not me. I don't hate Trump. Um, but I think it's actually more for them to see, like, oh, okay, so I do have at least one, but probably many, uh, conservative friends who actually can be honest that Trump is not God's gift to the earth. Yeah. And he does, he's not sinless, and he does dumb things. And so I don't want it to be that, look how great I am. Um, if I wanted to do that, I would never admit that I'm even conservative on social media, right? I would just say I'm liberal, and everyone would go, oh, you're amazing. You love people. So you're um, kind of pushing back against the idea that all evangelical conservatives uh, are just kiss the ground that President Trump walks on and think he can do no wrong and you're trying to, for your friends, your your uh, friends that are liberal that are also on social media, you're trying to help them uh, understand that, no, not all evangelicals just give in to groupthink and are okay with everything he does. Is, yeah. that, is that a fair caricature? Yeah, I mean, like the last line of my post is, this This is the stuff that drives honest, level-headed conservatives crazy. That That's kind of my point. That's why I put that in there is like, Maybe I'm thinking too highly of myself, but I think of myself as an honest, level-headed conservative, meaning I have conservative values. I generally am conservative on things, and yet I think Trump is inappropriate in the way he handles things. I think he's childish in a lot of the way he handles things, even if I agree with a lot of his policies. And so I just I, – I don't want it to be an either-or kind of thing. You either love Trump or you hate Trump. I, that's just not reality. So what do you, what do you think about the person who says um – 
uh, you know, the Republican, perhaps, I can't imagine anybody else would say this, that uh, says, you know, the media is just so, they're a bunch of liars. They're so uh, ridiculous and so over the top and so critical that he has to punch back. And so that's what he's doing. He's just punching yeah. back at people that have been completely unfair. And you know what? Uh, Brian Williams is dumber than hell, you know, or <laughs> whatever. And he's not saying anything wrong. That is just true. Those people are, are ridiculous and they're absolutely uh, they're terrible for the country and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I would say, okay, punch back. Um, my problem with, I mean, I, I, okay, so do I think the media by and large is unfair to Trump? Of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah. And, and I'll just be honest, on the other side, when we have a Democratic president, probably the, the, the conservative media probably isn't fair to that person either, okay, just to be fair. Um, but yeah, the media is, ugh, the, the media is the media, right? And are they fair to him? Absolutely not. But it's not that he's put punching back. It's that he's saying one of them is dumber than hell. He's saying that one of them is the dumbest man on television. <laughs> and he's saying one of them is a psycho and... Low, a low IQ individual. Like, we're not talking about punching back. We're talking about, like, slanderous, mean things. Uh, I don't know Brian Williams, Don Lemon, or this Psycho Joe guy, as he calls him. I don't know them. Maybe they are low IQ. I don't know. But it's just so... It's just childish. That's the problem. It's not mature. It's childish. Okay, well, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, I think where I can... Uh, connect with you on that idea or that what you're doing there is I, I do talk to a lot of people it's it's just one by it's part of the nature of once you're a part of some particular block you know if you are evangelical people go oh okay then I know what you think <laughs> if you are uh, conservative oh I know what you think right on kind of and you become this monolithic block and so if you say yeah I'm an evangelical uh, conservative oh well then you must think that everything that Trump has ever said is okay right so the part I can, I just don't do it on social media <laughs> because I just, I don't have, I don't know how you do it, man. I get annoyed when people post stuff. I would want to like interact with it all, but I don't have the time or desire I, to do I, that. I also. get annoyed too. I've gotten more disciplined than usual, but yeah. there's uh, maybe, maybe I think too highly of myself as a, as a social commentator. <laughs> I probably do. That's probably true. And where I feel like I have, let's see, I'm on Facebook right now. What, what, what do I have? I have, two, where does it tell you how many friends you have? Oh, right there. I have 2,578 friends. Okay, so that's a lot of people. How many of them do I actually talk to? Eh, maybe 40 of them, right? Okay, but that's a lot of people that will see my post if I post. Yeah. I feel like, one, as a pastor, and two, just as, a, as, a, as an American conservative person, I feel like it does, I could do more harm than good if I'm not careful, but I think generally, and, and I've made mistakes, I've certainly sinned in this way, but I think generally speaking, my, like my post today, I don't think this is doing more harm than good. The only reason I posted it is because I actually think this is somehow a net gain for a Christian conservative to be able to admit, like, hey, I might be for his policies, a lot of them, but, dude, like, I'm not for Trump in all ways. I don't defend him at all costs. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, where this came out the most was – and uh, it was during the election – when uh, you know a lot of the stuff came out about what Trump says about women and what he did with women, and and this really it bugged you too, I'm sure. It, what really bugged me is I saw a lot of Christians um, turning the other way and acting as if they didn't hear that, or even saying, "Well, so what? All the Democrats do it." Yeah. <laughs> Why did we have to say that? Can't we just say, like, let's say you? I didn't vote for Trump. We've been over this before. I don't know if it's gone on a podcast or not. Yeah, I'm no, not yeah, sure. Yeah, did it go on a podcast? Yeah, mm -hmm. Okay, that's right. A couple of weeks ago. That's yeah. Right. I voted for third-party candidate, whatever. Um, but even if you did vote for Trump, can't you vote for him 
and just be honest about the things that you don't like. Like, oh, I don't get why that's so hard. I think the reason why it's so hard for a lot of people, though, is because they feel like if they give up any ground, it gives the other side too much fire. Totally. Yeah, I think I think sometimes the thought is that if you say, yeah, that's ridiculous, you shouldn't have said that, that it just, yeah, gives, gives uh, ammo to the other side. And I guess I think that's giving other people who might pounce on that too much credit as yeah. if, well, man, if I give them fodder and they capitalize on it, then maybe I'll have to change my view. Like, who cares? Yeah. I, I know what I believe. I believe that uh, Trump can be a moron, and I believe that Trump can do some really good things too. Yeah. And I believe he's our president. I think people, yeah. And, and, and therefore, he's... Uh, <laughs> if we have non-Christians listen to this right now, this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. But Romans 13 says he was appointed by God. Mm-hmm. Literally. He's our governing authority. And so I think there's a level of respect that comes with that. There must be. And so I don't think I should be disrespectful to, to President Trump. I don't. And I don't think my post is disrespectful. I think my post is... Just a way of saying, man, this is not the good side of Trump. This is not good. This is childish and crude. I don't think that's disrespectful. I think what would be disrespectful disrespectful if I said he's dumber than hell, and if I said he's the dumbest person on television, and if I yeah. said he's a psycho with a low IQ, that would be disrespectful. Gotcha. You know, this is uh, a little bit of a tangent. Not much, I don't think. But do you think Romans 13 or, or uh, praying for your governing officials or that kind of that concept biblically, do you think that a- applies from one governing official towards another? So like, does it apply pre- uh, the president toward the senator, toward the governor, toward, the, you know? I, I think it at least, I mean, <laughs> in general, I think everyone would agree that we should just respect each other, especially yeah. if you're a Christian. Right. Yeah. If, if you're a Christian, yeah. you should believe that every person, regardless of whether they're the president or not, should treat people with respect because they're made in the image of God, Right. It's so, just you know in the in the time period that that was written, yeah. you didn't have a democratic government no. like that, right? Where no, you had all didn't. these, you had like, you had kings, you had right. I uh, mean, in one sense, I would Caesar. say, if I'm speaking of just an American mm-hmm. American context here, I would say that other politicians should look to Trump as the elected leader with respect. Mm. Many of them don't, of course. Do I think Trump should respect the other politicians? Well, yes, but those politicians are not over Trump. And so there's a little bit of yeah. a difference there. Yeah. Although Brian Williams, Don Lemon, and Joe Scarborough aren't, I guess, politicians. They're not politicians. Way, yeah, exactly. That's why it was a bit exactly. of a tangent. But yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that, that's uh, kind of random. One random thought of the day. Do you have, well, do, it's interesting that you asked, though, because there, every time I post anything that might be provocative like uh-huh. this, I do hear from people, either on the right or the left, I'll hear from people like, why do you do that? Why do you do that? Why sure. do you stir the pot? Um, and I just say, like, I, my intention isn't to get people riled up. That's not my intention. Um, I've had people ask if that was your intention. Yeah, not my intention. Yeah, my, my intention is to say something that I think should be said. Um, not that I have a huge platform, but like I said, I have 2,500 friends. Okay, so 2,500 people max are going to see what I said. That's not a huge platform, but like I, like I said before, with this specific post, I think it does. it's a net gain for my liberal friends who hate Trump and think that all Christians are Trump supporters to, for them to see me go, I'm not okay with this. I think that's, that's, that's a positive thing, yeah. not a negative thing. So if it gets some people riled up, I'm sorry. That's not my intention. My intention is to, to actually do something good with this and say, hey, hey, like you can be a Christian and not before everything Trump does. You know, a place where maybe more Christians, even conservative Christians, would agree with you would be um, if there was a pastor that said something that we went like, man, that guy is considered a Christian, and yet he is saying something that just is bogus. Uh, it, you may say, hey, 
you may post the thing the person said and say this is ridiculous. They shouldn't have been saying that. And I and you're doing that to maybe help other people understand. Not every Christian thinks this way. Um, the prosperity gospel, for example, if you hear some pastors say, uh, "Well, <laughs> have you seen the Kenneth? Yeah, you've seen the Kenneth Copeland uh, Wind of God thing, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah. Seen that. yeah. So like, uh, if you if you want to, I don't know if it's a laugh or if it's just sad, but Kenneth Copeland. Uh, talking about COVID nineteen and you know blowing it away and it's just the, but they did a rap remix of it that's pretty funny but um, if you if you were to post that and say okay um, world you know twenty five hundred friends um, this is not Christianity this is ridiculous this guy may be a pastor but he's a he's a fool and this is ridiculous um, you're doing you would do that to try to help people that maybe just assume that's how all pastors think is they could just blow the COVID-19 away. Uh, maybe you're doing that to try to help them understand that that's not how all pastors think. Right. That's kind of what you, yeah. what I at least see you doing politically then. Yeah. And I'm equal opportunity. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can not intentionally, but I can really make liberals mad too when it comes to me saying something against abortion, which I think pastors should speak up against abortion. I think that's a thing. It's not even political. That's, we talked about this before. That's a theological thing. It's not political. People make it political. So do I think pastors should be open to posting pro-life stuff on, on Facebook? Of course they should. Is that going to rile some people up? Yes, it's going to rile some people up. But, but I don't think that, that means, therefore, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Not... Uh, this exact thing, but uh, this is totally different than politics. Wait, so are like you're, said, this is whiplash. You're transitioning right yeah, now. Yeah, transi- uh, transition. We need transition music there, maybe. Shifting yeah. gears. Yeah, shifting gears. Right Gr- it's going to grind a little bit here, right? This is what happens. I already, t- fair warning at the beginning that not all of this was planned out, right? So this is just kind of like thoughts popping into our Musing? head. Musing? No, mu- yeah. Musings of Gabe and Ryan? Sure, yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay, uh, okay. so... Here's the grind, the gear shift, Bible, okay, theology. Because this is a, th- a podcast is, uh, discussing theology, culture, and the Christian life. Pol- so, right? Politics isn't one of those things, is it? <laughs> uh, culture. Culture, okay. Yeah, that go. covers that, there yeah. Theology. Okay, so here's the, the shift to theology. Um, what uh, area of the Bible or what area of theology do you wish you knew more about? This is kind of a – we're going to be doing this, by the way, at the end of the – podcast this will be our second time doing this are we doing that every time from now on yeah, the more we you are. Know and things? riley do you already know the question you're gonna ask us i do know the question oh, cool the more yeah, you, we don't know the it. more you know it's a, little, a new little segment yeah. and the very end and yeah. riley asked us a question that he did not tell us before and we have to answer that little jingle too it's the jingle is good right yeah so good. uh this is a little bit i guess like that but just is there an area of of theology or, or let me you have two choices here okay one is is there an area of theology which you knew more about and you want to learn more about um and then the other one is, is there, an, is there an, either a passage or a concept biblically that you go like, man, I do not understand what the heck is going on there. I would love to study that more. I would love to maybe have kind of a superficial understanding or a kind of initial thoughts. But, um, man, that is, uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening in that story or whatever. I'll give you an example. Okay, we don't have to talk about this one. But uh, is it um, oh, uh, Elisha, right? When Elisha... Uh, the the boys are making fun of him. Every the the story that every bald man loves. Yeah, <laughs> and they're making fun of Elisha, and then he's like, "Oh, okay," and they say something like, "You know, hey, Baldy," which is just I, I go on I, up, bald yeah, head. I just cannot good. believe 
It is, uh, yeah, I'm looking here. In the NIV, it literally says, Baldy. That's just great. <laughs> um, but uh, they say, you know, get out of here, Baldy. And then he turns around, looks at them, and, uh, you know, inspires Dwight Schrute's nightmare and uh, says, okay, bears. <laughs> and sends two bears that come out of the, the woods and maul 42 boys. That's, okay, so that's like one of those places. I feel like if you're reading it, it your Bible, reading fair. Place, it seems fair. I mean, they call them baldy. Bald, if you're a bald man, it certainly it's not. You read through that part of the Bible, no problem. I don't think you even you even hesitate. You yeah. Is Elisha right. the only person in the Bible we know to be bald? Uh, Is there any other question. reference to somebody? We, well, we know there? Peter was slow, and we know that <laughs> yeah. Elisha was bald. But I don't. Oh, know. And we're in America, so when we hear about eagles, we know they're bald eagles. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so. so I. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, so we have, uh, we know the one king was fat, right? The knife that got stuck in him. And yeah, okay, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so when you when you come to a passage like this in your Bible reading plan, um, I feel like that might be a place where you stop and you go, uh, what? <laughs> I have some questions. So, okay, you don't have to deal with that topic or that, that passage, but are there passages or concepts biblically that you kind of feel that way about, even as a guy who's been a pastor. How long have you been a pastor, Ryan? 15 years. Okay, 15 years. And uh, Ryan doesn't like talking about his education, but you have a MDiv from a decent school. Yeah. Well, hey, we want sponsorships. No, we yeah, want okay. sponsorships. <laughs> hey, 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 school. Hang, on, hang on, let's back up. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. the way you just made it sound uh-huh. is really bad. Okay? okay, go ahead and ask. Go ahead and start. Okay, over. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say. So you have you have a formal education, right? I do. You I have, have an MDiv. I have an MDiv from Western Seminary. Uh huh. Good school. Yeah. Enjoyed my time there. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> then you have a demon. I don't have a demon. Not a I have demon. a demon. D dot. M-I-N. Yes. Okay. Doctor of Doctor Ministry. Doctor of Ministry from Gordon Conwell. Yes. And you're working on a PhD at Southern. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Southern Baptist. Do I got to say the, the whole thing? The, the Southern. Southern Baptist Theological Trusted Center. for truth. Yeah. There you go. Trusted you say for the whole truth. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, good education. So, I think it could be encouraging. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I think it could be encouraging to people maybe that are listening if this is for the every just every believer. Maybe some folks that have some degree of... Uh, seminary training or college Bible degree or whatever, and maybe a lot of folks that don't, to hear that, hey, you could be a pastor for... And how long have you been a Christian, Ryan? Made you do math. Since you were how old? 19 years. Okay, 19, yeah, okay. Not since you were 19. 19 years. Yeah, 19 yeah. years. Okay, yeah. so um, been a Christian for 19 years, uh, been a pastor for 15 years. You said that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, by the way, is that too soon? That is too to soon. become a pastor four totally. years after. I was just you. gonna say that. I wonder. 50, yeah, that's yeah. pretty. That's yeah. short. I mean, granted, I didn't become a Christian to eight either. But you were a youth so, pastor. Does that even count? That's a good a, question. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I'm, a, I'm gonna tick off all our. That's youth a pastors. solid question. Friends. I'm just because I became a Christian at 18. Yeah. And then I became a youth pastor at 22, which is yeah. still young. But there's yeah. a lot of young youth pastors. Totally. Um. So I yeah I don't know yeah I've been in ministry I actually for have that a long. pet peeve of people that see youth pastoring as like the stepping stone yeah it, it, it should that. not be that. so I'm totally joking okay. yeah it should not be that. but anyway so all that to say I think it could be encouraging to people that even a guy who has formal theological training who uh, has been a Christian for a long time who's been a pastor for a long time maybe that there are areas of the Bible or theological concepts or ideas that you are still going man what does that mean 
I don't totally understand that. And um, so maybe someone who's new to studying theology or who's listening to this podcast and heard us last week talk about anthropology, for example, and went like, man, what, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start, or just is new to studying theology or concepts and whatnot, um, it could be helpful to hear that, uh, that you don't have it all together, Ryan. So enlighten us. You're asking me what I struggle with, what I don't, don't understand. Yeah, that's one. In the Bible. Sure. Right. See, this is what happens when we don't plan ahead of time. Yeah, I no. just think of random stuff. Yeah, well, okay. Oh, man, where do I start? There's a lot of stuff I don't understand in the Bible. Um, I Honestly, I think if I don't say this, I'll be being dishonest, even though I don't want to mm-hmm. say this. Okay. Because usually when there's stuff, you you know me well enough. Yeah. We're, okay, Gabe and I are so different. Okay. <laughs> we're, what's weird is we're a lot alike in some ways. Mostly just food. <laughs> Mostly our food preferences, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gabe yeah. and I are so incredibly different. Okay? And we like lights on in our house. But, but sorry. Yeah, our wives, <laughs> both of our wives. Uh, we, it bugs us that both of our wives never have lights on. It's always dark. So anyways, um, and both of our wives are incredibly frugal, too. That's true. Okay. So it's a subject that is hard for me to talk about because... I don't like the way I sound when I talk about it. Uh, you know what I'm going to say, right? <laughs> so here's what you're worried that if you even say this, that I'm just going to get like all excited. No, it's not that. It's that oh, I'm okay. worried that the people listening uh-huh. when I say this are going to go, oh, really? Uh, you don't okay. know what you think about that? <laughs> so here's where I'm okay. at. And it could go either way, honestly, on this okay. one, because it's a very polarizing subject. Yeah. So spiritual gifts. Mm. This is something that I really struggle with. And it was in a sermon recently, and I talked about spiritual gifts or all abilities we've been given are essentially from the spirit. I think the Bible is clear on that. However, when I, what I mean by right now, spiritual gifts, yeah. when I'm using it in this context, what I mean is the kind of stuff we see in Romans, or sorry, 1 Corinthians 12. Tongues, prophecy, yeah. miracles. Through 14, right? All yep. that kind of stuff. Okay. Yep. So the showy, the more showy gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's two... There's two camps, but there's a wide spectrum between them. Okay? Yeah. The cessationist camp, which is like those gifts do not, they've ceased. They do not exist anymore. Ceased at the closing of the canon. That's right. They, they ceased. They're, Scripture. That's yeah. right. And then there's another view, which is, which is essentially just a continuationist view, which there's so many, there, there's so many parts on the spectrum here. Yeah, totally. But just like these gifts do exist. There's all these different parts where they're like, how do they exist? Is, is it open but cautious? Is it open yeah. but open? Is it open and excited? Is it yeah. open and seeking? Like, what is it, right? Open and ashamed. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard open but open before. Is that I just made it up. Okay. Made it up. Just because some people are open and they're not just open. They're like open, open, yeah. you know? Um, and so this is why I've always been in a weird spot. Like, I would not call myself a cessationist. Yeah. I do not think that Scripture makes clear that these gifts have ceased. Okay, and I, and I believe, of course, the Holy Spirit can do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, at the same time, I am so cautious, so open but cautious. I am so cautious that I can sound like a cessationist, and some, maybe even somebody sitting next to me at the table right now, might even say you're a functional cessationist. And so this is this is a it's, it's a tough one for me because this is what this is where why it's hard for me. Um, just like politically, I make everyone mad. I make yes. everyone mad in this one too, because there's yeah. cessationists that I know that are like, wait a sec. And full disclosure, like we're at a church, right, where we pastor that we don't have a, uh, we're not either cessationist or <laughs> raging continuationist. I mean, right? by so, by default, we are continuationist, yeah. meaning we haven't said we're cessationist. Right. Therefore, you are continuationist. I guess what I should say is th- that means that we, because we're enough 
not to one side or the other. We have quite a few folks that are in both places yes, at our church. We yep. do. That we respect and love. We do. Yep. We, have, we have a little bit. I don't want to call it charismatic because I know people get mad because charismatic, everyone's charismatic in a sense that they yeah. believe in gifts in general. But we have people that are more on the open but open, yeah. right? And more people that are like, and actually we have people that are cessationists, flat yeah. out, they right. don't exist. So I have, we have cessationist people at our church and friends of mine who when they hear me go, well, I'm not a cessationist, they go, seriously, you're not a yeah. cessationist? What, the heck, what happened to you? Not that I've ever been one necessarily. Yeah. And then we have people on the other side that are like, whoa, you are a cessationist because of what you're saying. And so it's yeah. uncomfortable and it's something I don't get. I read the text. I've read books on the subject and I am in this weird spot where I just don't feel comfortable anywhere. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good one. That's honest. Because I think, I mean, <laughs> it is a secondary issue and yeah. that nobody believes or they shouldn't believe. If someone believes this, they're wrong. That it, it is not an issue that is... Uh, uh, a matter of salvation or not, right? You don't have to have your doctrine exactly um, all all spelled out on this one in order to, to be saved. That, that'd be ridiculous. But it is one of those issues that sometimes goes from, we've talked before about the die for, debate, divide, deal with, right? So in the debate and divide, it seems like for some people it falls into one of those two places, which makes it kind of a hot topic right yeah. because for some people it's just something you debate but they're totally fine being a part of a church that differs yeah. from them in this yeah. and then for other people it's a divide like okay your church speaks uh believes in the gift of prophecy or your church has believes in healing um i'm out or your church doesn't i'm out like your church doesn't have people that speak in tongues the pastors have never spoken in tongues i'm out they're not uh, qualified for ministry they're yeah. not empowered for ministry yeah yeah i was actually uh <laughs> I was talking, but ironically, to both of my parents separately about oh, that's right. this. That just came up for you, didn't it? <laughs> all week. And was, all week. was so it, Dad? Both, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. Were they both conversation based on what I said in my sermon a couple uh, weeks ago? No, one no, okay. one was one was. Yeah. yeah, the the conversation with my dad was. Yeah, conversation with my mom was my unrelated. My my oldest son. It was it was his issue. Yeah. Yeah. He brought something up that yeah. caused that conversation. Oh, so he actually started the conversation. <laughs> he started oh, the conversation. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's a it's definitely a. I come from a, a Pentecostal background, so I've definitely um, been around uh, that. T- I mean, I started. I went for a year to Northwest, which is an Assemblies of God school. You know, so yeah, and then kind of uh, our, the the tribe that we are at least somewhat connected with is reformed at, at the very least charismatic friendly yeah they're they're definitely open but cautious yeah some are more cautious than others some, some are, are more open than open. others <laughs> yeah so anyways yeah, yeah that, so that's that's, that's me i don't get it if somebody says oh you have all this education been a pastor for 15 years you must have this figured out i don't, I don't i'm confused does it so when you sit with something like that does that make you want to uh I don't want to put you in, like, does it make you go like, but I want to know the answer to that. It's driving me nuts not to. And eventually when I have time, I want to, or, or is it more like one of those things where you're like, no, I think the place I'm in right now, even though I don't maybe understand all of the nuances and arguments and whatever, like I'm comfortable with the place that I'm in. Yeah. That's a good question. Sorry. I'm not trying to box you in here. Just I'm curious. So if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, I've read a lot on the topic and I'm yeah. just in general, just being a Christian and being a pastor. And yet so, so I'm at the point where I feel like I'm still kind of confused a little bit. Yeah. And this is where you and I are different. I started out by saying you and I are different. Yeah. So Gabe's personality is I'm now going to pick up everything I can read on the subject <laughs> and figure it very out. very true. Right? Yeah. And where I'm at is like I'm kind of tired. It usually it. involves a lot of four views books. Yeah. Gabe loves <laughs> four views, five views. Yeah. He would love nine view <laughs> books. Um, but for me, yeah. 
I'm a little different in that I kind of get tired mm-hmm. and I've kind of end up, and I'm not like a lazy person at no. all, actually. No, I wouldn't. But I, on some of these topics, I get tired and just go, okay, like I, I'm kind of maybe a tweener on this one and I'm just going to be okay with that. Yeah. I, maybe it's a cop out, but I get tired. No, I, yeah, because so. I think it. I think it would be a misnomer to say that you haven't studied this topic at all. You have certainly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I studied it in seminary. I've studied it casually. People ask questions. It comes up in the text. All those things. Here, I think where you would probably be most. Have you ever preached through First Corinthians? Not the whole book. No. Yeah, I feel like that's where for you as a preacher, because you're a preaching guy, right? Yeah. So like that's where you would then probably have to really kind of nail down. More of the nuances of what you yeah, and thought. Lord willing, yeah. we will preach through the Book of First Corinthians at some point. And that's a goal that you have to preach through the whole New Testament as a pastor. Yeah, definitely. I don't know that's why a cool not. Goal, right? Yeah. Old Testament too. Do we have some uh, uh, the entire Old Testament? Stuff and I to look forward. Sure. To in the why not? Why not? Yeah. yeah, it can be a goal. That 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 one's harder to obtain for sure. It's a lot yeah. bigger. And to jo- have you ever heard anyone preach through the Book of Job? Like every verse? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I just don't know anybody. In particular. Be, By the way, yeah. what are what you asked, what's yours on that one? What's your <sighs> confusion one? I mean, I know what you're confused on, but do you know what you're confused on? <laughs> oh, man. I think, I, I mean, I think uh, probably would have to do with, which is ironic, this is going to sound ironic, but some degree of spiritual warfare. I'm getting ready to teach a class yeah. on Wednesday on spiritual warfare, and I've definitely studied this topic. It's just there's so many aspects, uh, I mean, probably stuff more even kind of beyond spiritual warfare, honestly, more stuff related to just angels and demons. Um, and so yours and mine are related in the sense yeah, that usually if you're a little more on the Pentecostal side, yeah. you're more... Uh, uh, I don't know what you sort of wear, but you're more um, susceptible to believing that there's more going on than the other side would say. Is yeah, you're, you're kind of starting from a premise yes. that the supernatural is very active, very yeah. just kind of every, everything almost can yeah. become supernatural. Yeah. And so you're very, I mean, the extreme is your computer didn't turn on and so it was a demon that was preventing right. you from doing whatever. Behind yeah. every, or underneath every rock and behind every corner. That's kind of the same. Yeah, a demon exactly. behind, yeah. And the other end is you just deny that anything supernatural Yeah, you're exists. so just the, the physical yeah. only material. Yeah. That, and the Bible obviously is, is, uh, is not only a material yeah. worldview, right? Yeah. So there is a supernatural aspect. So yeah, I, I think in part because um, in... Uh, the way I would have kind of originally thought about that, or just, I, I don't even think I ever spent a lot of time thinking about it, would have just been, of course, uh, there's demonic possessions happening all the time. Um, there are territorial spirits. There are, um, you know, <laughs> you should be binding and loosing, and demons can speak, and you can cast out, and you should just expect that if you're a pastor, you're going to run into demonic um, activity, possessions all the time, you know? And uh, I think because of that, and then honestly, even in the counseling kind of world, um, it's it's really hard because you'll have people that go, well, that was uh, mental health that had nothing to do. That wasn't demonic at all. And you go, okay, well, uh, I think that's probably true. But if you're completely material oriented, just the physical world now is all that there is, then you're, of course, never going to consider the demonic. You know, So it's kind of just like a... I don't know. That that world is definitely something that but anytime you buy like a, a bunch of books on demonology or something, I mean, I'd have to for sure have them shipped to my house and then I'd have to read them away from the office so you guys didn't see me reading them. You guys would think I'd gone nuts. Right? 
further nuts. <laughs> we, we've seen some of the stuff you've been reading anyway. If you came to my office and there was just a stack of books on like, you know, demon hunting 101 and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you, demon you, hunting 101, yeah. yeah. <laughs> While listening to yeah. Demon Hunter. Yeah, exactly. The, the band. Cast exorcisms for dummies. <laughs> um, this is kind of like, this turned into kind of the confessions of reformed-ish pastors struggling <laughs> with spiritual things. Yeah. You know? that's, that's a bit of a stereotype probably, isn't it? Oh, totally. <laughs> that's why it kind of turned into that, right? Like, yeah. we're both reformed-ish, and so we're kind of struggling with like, how spiritual do we want to think here? <laughs> I think what happens is when you are a a person that likes uh, proofs and you're a person that isn't, doesn't want to be inclined to emotionalism and just kind of speculation. And, and you, you, you want, you want reasons for things that a supernatural worldview can grate against that. And that's a good thing. It should great. The Bible's worldview should grate against people that are inclined to see demons behind every corner. And it should grate against people that only look at the physical. Um, but I think maybe the way that we both are, in terms of liking to learn and study and yeah. all that can maybe incline us more towards being a little bit wary yeah. of the people that are, you know, <laughs> seems like there's a lot, maybe see beyond the biblical text sometimes supernaturally. And, yeah. and the caricatures are not helpful. Yeah. Um, if you're on the more charismatic side, your caricature possibly of the cessationist side is, oh, they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't believe the Holy Spirit does things today. That's literally not the cessationist view. And then the other side is, oh, everybody who's not a cessationist, they all think that we're supposed to speak in tongues or we're not Christians. Yeah, It's like, that's not true. Some people do think that. And there are maybe some cessationists that don't believe the Holy Spirit does anything. I haven't met that person. I think think this is probably true. You tell me if this is true of you. But I'll just be honest that for me, I'm more afraid of being a uh, a kook (laughs) that uh, is really just overly supernatural with everything that I am of someone saying like, yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's just a little overly rational, you know, I, like that, that I'm not saying that either one, one of, of them those seems right. more respectable, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like if someone looked at me and said, he's just really rational and he has a hard time with viewing the, or the supernatural, that's like less difficult for me than that. Other, but it, that, that's not, that's not right. In the time we live like, in, yeah. that seems more respectable, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's our current that, world. Exactly. Probably, right? exactly. Current, Whereas a previous culture. world, you might not have been that way. Right? Yeah. It might've sure. been the opposite. Yeah. It might've been this person's dying, the supernatural. They're yeah. fools. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, confessions of reformed dish pastors. That's <laughs> yeah. what we should have called the podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's where it ended up. See, when I yeah. just stream it, we need to redo the the beginning of this and actually yeah. come in like we knew what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out along the way. Yeah, all right. All right I think we're ready for uh, yeah. the more you know. Oh yeah. All right. Do you guys like? Uh, I know you like TV. Do you like watching movies too? I do. Both of you do. You're not. I'm you're not, not that a big, big of a movie, movie guy. guy. And it always disappoints sh- me too. I'm more of a show documentary guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll broaden it a little bit okay. so that we we get you in there too. Okay. So instead of instead of movies, I'll make it both. If you could see one movie or TV show again for the first time, what would it be and why? Mm. So again for the first again time. for the first time. So you're yeah. experiencing it as if it's your first time again. Right. Hmm. Like there's a twist and you don't know about it I, again. I I hate this question. <laughs> you have too many, right? No, I, because I, th- it's like when someone says, "What are your favorite song? What's your favorite song of all time?" I know you're, it's not quite that narrow, but or like, "What's your favorite movie?" I can't. I love movies. I love movies, so I, I can't. I mean, I I loved Braveheart. I loved The Matrix. I loved Lord of the Rings. Like experiencing all those again for the first time would be pretty cool. Uh, 
And, and so for me, I can do TV show. Yeah, I yeah. can do a series. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is one of my favorite shows of all time. That's a good one. Would that be the number? I mean, okay, now it's old school. I get this, but dude, do you remember how good Twenty Four was? I thought you were going to say Perry Mason. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that old school. <laughs> okay, but right. Twenty Four was kind of the very first kind of binge. Yeah, oh. isn't that what kind of the first I've binge show that ever existed? Story, yeah. Kind of totally. And so first one I can think of. Yeah. So I remember that time. This was like early two thousands. I think mm-hmm. is that about when it came yeah. out. I remember being so obsessed with it. That I couldn't go to bed. This was it was already out on, on yeah. disc, right? You guys, you guys might not remember DVDs, but it was on DVD, and like I couldn't go to sleep because I couldn't I couldn't get myself to turn it off because every show was cliffhanger and it was it was exciting. So all the twenty four is not my favorite show of all time. It's not even in my top five. Not even in my top ten. Not not in your top ten. No, I don't think so. What? I don't think so. Maybe Man. top ten, but but okay. definitely not top five. I, if I if it's the first time again, I might say twenty four because it huh. was such an exciting hmm. cliffhanger ish thing. Yeah, Nikki My, liked it a lot. I had never watched it, but she's a big oh, fan of it. Never watched yeah. it. Will she watch it? Interesting again with you? though, it's about it has like terrorists in it and yeah. stuff, and that's kind <laughs> of like CTU counter terrorist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. My favorite thing is it Riley. came out. The first show came out in November sixth, tw- two thousand one. Yeah. Like two months after, after 9/11. and of course it was already filmed then, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think that's probably one of the reasons why it caught it probably fire did so really well because of that. Could yeah. have been is because of. Well, I do remember that. I think one of the first or second seasons definitely had a heavy emphasis on like uh, Muslim terrorists, basically. Oh yeah, and then did. later it shifted. Like yeah. they started because then there was a little bit of blowback of like more hey, domestic terrorism. Yeah, yeah, exactly, or Russian or you know whatever. Uh-huh. But okay, so my quick twenty four story was. Taryn and I were about to get married. She was going. She went to uh, Nicaragua for a month before we got married uh, through her school and uh, mission stuff. And um, I was just bored. I didn't have anything to do. And I went to Blockbuster Video that was down the road by our house and uh, rented the first DVD. I was like, what's the talk about this uh, 24? I guess I'll check it out. Rented the DVD, watched it, and went, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. And I got my car rushed, made it to Blockbuster two minutes before they closed, rented the entire season, which <laughs> I don't even know how much money that was. It's so ridiculous. Well, and every season, every season is twenty four hours long. Exactly. I mean, it's in real time. So right? I literally so. I rented the entire season and watched it straight through but without going to bed. Riley, you're twenty six. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Do you know what Blockbuster is? I do. You do. Yeah. Okay, because I thought we might have to explain that to Riley. Well, you already explained <laughs> DVD players. I don't know if you guys That's know what right. that is. Riley, yeah. do you know what a DVD player is? I do. Okay. I own a DVD player. Right now? Wow. Right wow. now. Yeah. Yeah. We do, too, because we have kids and some of that stuff's on there. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So, yeah, 24 is a great show, but that would be fun to experience that one again. 24, man. Yeah, I picked 24. Breaking Bad might be my favorite series of all time, but it wouldn't be, because I've already watched that twice, actually, the whole thing twice. Yeah. And uh, 24. You know what? We should, you haven't seen it, Riley. 24. We should. You want to do a like a we episode review? This out. <laughs> Riley needs to watch it in live tweet. <laughs> live tweet. <laughs> His experience of twenty four. Yeah, nineteen That's like years our, later. Our, your way to live vicariously through someone watching it the first time. Man, like there's so many things right now. I just want to say, dude, I can't wait till you see. But I'm not gonna say it because I'll ruin it for you. <laughs> Good question. Ridiculous. I guess now is the time to watch those things, right? We're all at home. Where is twenty four anyway? Now is it like on Netflix or where is? Is it on Amazon? Amazon I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't they like reboot it recently too? They did. Yeah, they did one it didn't season. Last very long. We watched it. Oh yeah. It was. It was still exciting. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't like Jack Bauer exciting. That's the main oh, character. Jack Bauer. So good. Chloe. Oh, <laughs> so good. How does that ring go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have it as my ringtone. You'll get used to that sound. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Good question. Thanks, guys. We're done.
Thank you for listening to Every Square Inch. If you'd like to find out more about Ryan, Gabe, or the podcast, just go to everysquareinchpodcast.com or find us on Facebook and Twitter. We hope you'll join us next time, and God bless.